Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Shoulder Seminar with Raphael Frank. Today, um, my guest is Mr. Dr. Conti, Marco Conti. He is a consultant at Auto Age Shoulder Surgery Unit in Mailand. He is a great specialist about the shoulder. He's been president about um, a few years um, on the USER, which is Society for Shoulder Therapists. And uh, among other things, he's a member, an active member of the SECEC. He works um, in, in, in sport medicine. He also does advisory board on die care, a project he's going to talk about a little bit later. So how are you today? Very good, and thanks for the invitation to this podcast, uh, sharing uh, with uh, all therapists uh, the knowledge in several years of work and the uh, shoulder field. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. So my first question, um, uh, Marco, will be, uh, how does your normal work day look like? Tell That's us about a good question. Uh, I have to say that my days are separated between uh, surgery days, two days in the week, and all the other doing uh, uh, office consultation uh, in yes. hospital and outside the hospital. Yes. Uh, during a long day of a consultation, we can check uh, around 20 people every day. Um, we are now a little bit lower by the COVID procedure, but 15, 20 patients we can manage. Sure. And what kind of patient um, you you have? Is it like everything, or, or you have uh, more, yeah. more men? We do only surgery and consultation and rehabilitation for shoulder, and. Uh, we can accept all kinds of patients. Um, I have to say that the trauma in Italy is immediately referred to the uh, emergency unit. We can see trauma patients uh, if they ask a second opinion seven, uh, 10 days later uh, of the accident. Uh, but generally, the trauma patients are the minority Generally we, generally, we have the sequela of trauma, mm -hmm. like uh, sequela of fracture, sequela of rotator cuff uh, torn by the accident. Like uh, the, others, the others are uh, normal patients, uh, could be athletes uh, having uh, trauma during uh, sports or having pain during sports. Uh, also, a lot of professional athletes arriving from all of Italy and also from all, Uper, all, all of Uper, uh, Europe and uh, uh, normal patients uh, that have problem on the shoulder because of the aging. Sure, like rotator cuff. And uh, for this reason, the age of patients can range from generally uh, the youngest are uh, 11, 12 years old, uh, later on to 80, 80 85 years old sure and probably a lot of them have rotator cuff problems right yes uh, we we can say that the instability uh, is around the thir one third of the patient the others are in some ways 
rotator cuff could be a rotator cuff stiffness and rotator cuff or just mm -hmm. stiffness but the rotator cuff uh, accounts for uh, at least half of the patients yeah that's that's what we experience too and talking about rotator cuff which may be the common thing a physio would say would see um what is your strategy you have this 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 um, patient he's 50 years old he has um, a bad rotator cuff uh, what kind of physio uh, would you would you your question is it's 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 very very good and uh, the rotator cuff up uh, to me is uh, the most complicated things that we have to manage the instability generally is more clear generally not always but the rotator cuff is a wide range of, of problems mm -hmm. and uh, the main problem is to set the scenario what i mean mm -hmm. the age of the patient mm -hmm. the sex mm -hmm. the work and the sport mm -hmm. because these lead all consideration all decision on this patient i like this and the decision could be the... very different uh just for a few years of difference between the patients mm -hmm. what that means uh, if you are looking a painful shoulder in a 70 years old guy or on 60 65 years old guy we can ask different kind of exams and we can take different decision mm -hmm. uh, the work uh, again is another problem uh, if we are a man working in a library Uh, just taking a piece of paper in his hand is another thing of a man doing a heavy job uh, on, sure. on the mountains. Um, it seems uh, um, quite um, uh, a simple consideration, but very often decisions are, are, are taken without taking in consideration this parameter. It does can lead to serious problem for the patient, for the surgeon and for the therapist too. Or it can lead to more costs. Yes, or, or more costs. Uh, uh, clearly, uh, when we have the scenario clear in the mind, that means that we know uh, what are the expectations of the patient coming from his style of life Because clearly, if you're a sports guy, 50 years old sports guy, or a 50 years old man performing hard work is completely different than a 50 years old guy doing just a paper job. Mm -hmm. uh, and the expectation of the patients have to lead our uh, thinking and the way to make the diagnosis and the, the, the strategy for the therapy. Talking and first of all, mm -hmm. when we have this shoulder We have to understand if why is painful. And we have to look carefully the history of the shoulder and the patients. Because sometimes the reason of the pain is uh, uh, come from far away. Mm -hmm. uh, could be an old trauma, could be uh, uh, a repetitive, repetitive movement, could be several things. Could be other pathology of the patients. We have to make... Uh, clear that today we know that some pathologies like diabetes, like uh, thyroid problems, like uh, uh, hypercholesterolemia uh, can lead to a different scenario on the, on the soft tissue of the shoulder. Uh, could be the capsule, could be the tendons. 
Uh, but we must know that. And very often a patient um, forgot to say the patient to the doctor that they are taking um, uh, pills for cholesterol, they are taking pills for thyroid or, or diabetes, because they don't think it's a, yes. an orthopedic problem. Yes. And we have to take care of that. Mm -hmm. uh, also because these uh, can uh, lead our therapy uh, decisions. Mm -hmm. And do you work like with the therapist, like you ask what they do with the patient, or you ask your patient what they have done with the therapist? Of course. If the therapist arrived to me saying that he, he already did rehabilitation, that could be the case. Uh, I want to know who he is the therapist, first of all, mm -hmm. uh, to understand if I know him, because if I know him, probably I know how, uh, his style of work. Mm -hmm. And secondly, uh, if I don't know, I want to know uh, what uh, the therapist did in general uh, mm -hmm. idea, what he did in the past on the patients, to understand if uh, uh, it was reasonable and it could be correlated to the symptoms of the patients in some way. Yes. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, we uh, like to have a strict relationship with therapists, very strict. Uh, just uh, today in, in the morning, I already checked uh, something like 10 uh, emails from physio uh, asking question or uh, asking suggestion about patients that we are sharing. Mm -hmm. And uh, this relationship is very important to me because uh, I think, and uh, when I was user president, I pushed very much in this direction, also in my Congress presentation. I think that uh, orthopedics or rehabilitation doctors must give to the therapist all the information useful to manage the patients. Mm -hmm. And on the other side, must ask all the useful information from the therapist about the rehabilitation uh, already done, about the problem the rehabilitation, to correctly manage decision for the next therapy. And uh, this is a problem. I think that not all doctors are doing this, and also mm -hmm. not all therapists are doing this. Yes. Uh, sometimes... Uh, therapists refer the patients to the doctor saying, I have a problem, please check, but we don't know what is, was done previously. Mm -hmm. And sometimes doctors refer the patient to the physiotherapist, this is a rotator cuff, please make a rehabilitation, mm -hmm. but without any other details on uh, uh, quality of tissue, uh, kind of lesion, uh, um, uh, size of the lesion, uh, repair done or not done and that's our up to me information very important for the rehabilitation of the shoulder the shoulders is a very complicated joint from yes. the biomechanics point mm -hmm. and uh, we must know everything that is uh, not working perfectly to give to find a way to manage it great talking about knowing everything uh, about this shoulder what kind of imagery like do you like to prescribe or what, what do you think is relevant? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, um, uh, clearly, first of all, uh, it depends from uh, the main area of the problem of the pathology of the patients. Because if you are looking at instability, is one area, and the calf and the stiffness in another area. For the instability, 
we have to say that uh, um, the MRI and uh, to be clear, the MRI with the intraarticular contrast uh, is the golden standard that uh, uh, must be asked to understand what are the condition of the capsula, uh, the labrum, the long evident biceps, the glenohumeral ligament. Without the contrast in the instability pathologies, the MRI give us just an idea, we, but we cannot be sure about uh, the real damage of the shoulder. If you are, uh, we, if uh, this exam is not uh, available, uh, a, a TC with the intraarticular contrast could be a good second choice. The TC is a, a master uh, study when we have to study in the instability some damage on the bone side of the glenoid right. because the MRI is not able to see very well the bone, as we know. And uh, if you have the suspect that we have a defect of the glenoid that can lead a different surgery strategies, we have to check the damage of the bone of the glenoid by TC. Okay. Uh, another story for the calf. Mm -hmm. For the calf, uh, I think that the, the, uh, there is a first step. The first step is the X-ray looking uh, in anterior-posterior and the arch view to see the acromion arch uh, and in echo uh, musculoskeletal echography, um, uh, ultrasound exams, is the first step to have an idea of what the problem could be. Mm -hmm. This way we can check the bone we can check some calcium deposit around the humerus. We can check the tendons and the ligaments uh, with the ultrasound. And the position. But, but if a lesion of the rotator calf tendons is uh, uh, found on the echo, uh, uh, MRI, standard MRI uh, in apparatus more than one Tesla of, uh, of power, at least one Tesla, is mandatory because uh, at this uh, point uh, uh, the problem could be to understand exactly what is the retraction of the tendon, the tone of the muscle, the muscle of the torn tendon, and this is not possible to see for the supraspinato by echo, by ultrasound. Uh, and to see what is the quality of the tendon and the size of the lesion of the rotator calf tendons. Because uh, we have not to repair the tendon that we see in the, in the MRI, but with a good MRI, we can understand if it could be useful to repair the tendon for this patient on the basis of the age, the sex, uh, the work, the sport, because uh, we know with a that uh, a shoulder with a torn tendon of the rotator calf during the years could be managed by the physio, but uh, uh, there is a worsening of the symptom over the year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, talking about surgery, what are the current concepts to repair the rotator cuff tear? Um, Again, a good question. Um, clearly, um, during the last year, there is uh, there was a, a, 
correction in directions of the uh, surgery prescriptions for rotator cuff. Because uh, today we know that after uh, 65 uh, years, the rate of uh, uh, recurrency in a rupture of the tendon is very high and probably is not a recurrency of rupture, but probably is not healing of the tendon repair by the surgeon. And for this reason, uh, unless that uh, there is a very uh, a clear request by the patient, we try to not make the surgery uh, in patients after 65, 70 years uh, old. Uh, before is mandatory because it's too early to leave a shoulder with a rotator cuff torn. You can manage very well the symptoms. You can with a rehabilitation. This is true. But the history, uh, the life of the patient will be uh, heavily affected by the torn tendon. The That's why a surgery could be, could be suggested to uh, regain a good level of function that could be maintained during, during the years. I do not agree with some uh, group of physio pushing the idea uh, that uh, we can manage all rotator calf uh, uh, problems by rehabilitation. You can manage in, in the sense that you can manage the symptoms, but the symptoms are not all the pro isn't are not the problems the problem is the symptom and the function and uh, clearly in a rotator uh, in a in a torn rotator calf there is a, a ultra pro profound alteration of the biomechanics of the shoulder and uh, this is not uh, manageable for years and years during the life of the patients and we have to remember that uh, the patients today is with us in our office, in our gym, but uh, next week, next month, next year could be away. And our colleagues can also um, disagree with some decision. And for this reason, we, we have to take decision on which therapy uh, is the best for the patient on the basis of the evidence available. So you, you, you clearly give the choice to the patient. Um, but you, yes, you recommend but clearly I try to push it. him mm -hmm. to be mm -hmm. treated by surgery if he's young. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If he's in the middle age, mm -hmm. we can discuss on the basis of what he likes to do because if he have a torn supraspinatus in a 65 years old uh, man, very mm -hmm. physically active doing... Uh, um, windsurf or whatever mm. uh, is different than a guy that say I'm read, just read to read books mm. and uh, mm. for people more than 65 I try to manage only by rehabilitation mm. Mm -hmm. if possible I see sometimes women having a lot of pain with small uh, rotative cuff tear do you see that sometimes? very often and we have to say that uh, the small tear in the rotator cuff are more and more painful than the big uh, rotator cuff Absolutely. lesions. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
pseudo-paralytic shoulder. That means that you have more than two tendons torn. Could be supraspinatus, infraspinatus, long head of the biceps, or partial uh, lesion of the subscap is a uh, pseudo-paralytic shoulder is unable to be elevated, but could be not painful at all. Uh, and if the patient is old and if uh, his request is very low, he can stay in this way without any problem using his arm uh, in the lower part of the body. But very often you can find, because of trauma, because uh, overuse, little lesion in young guys or young ladies, very painful uh, with a big limitation of the function. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, that's are very critical because uh, because uh, because the fact is is little deletion. Uh, there are surgeon, doctors, rehabilitation doctor, and therapists that push the patient to be treated only with rehabilitation. But we know that the little hole will become a big hole during months or years, losing a function, but uh, mainly using the uh, tone and volume of the muscle of the tendon. And uh, the, the force, the volume uh, in the tone of the muscle cannot be restored if it's lost. Uh, that's why we think that uh, it's important to repair the little lesion, to save the quality of the tendon, to save the quality of the muscle, and to give the opportunity to the therapist to, go, to do a very good rehabilitation with a good function recovery for the years. And you, I, mentioned, I mentioned introducing you, um, you, you work with a company, Daycare, which is um, quite new, developing new stuff. I've been very excited uh, going to the homepage and seeing as I'm a physiotherapist, I wanted to know what's going on, what's new in the, in the therapy. Okay, this is a startup, a Spanish startup that I joined. Um, I was wondering um, three, four years ago, I was wondering the fact that uh, in rehabilitation, uh, we are not, uh, um, we are still at the, at the time of the stones. <laughs> it means that uh, uh, for several things, we are not able to measure really and dynamically the range of movement. We are not able, still able to measure the force really applied to the joint, to the muscle, to the tendon. And we are not really able to measure what the patient are able to do at home when they go out of our office with a very nice program of exercise to be done at all. And I was looking for the solution for this problem. And I was trying to build up a little company for that with some ideas in my mind uh, of, and other friends. At that time, I became in, in contact with Dicar. Dicar already developed uh, a sensor, uh, a motion sensor, very, very smart, more smart than the other on, on, the, on the market. And uh, we, we matched our experience uh, and they uh, decided to follow me in the idea 
to creating something new that can make a, a very strong revolution of the rehabilitation. What I mean is, uh, uh, just to say what we are today, today we are able to give to the patient one, only one sensor, is like a Fitbit, but just a little bit more big, but mm -hmm. like a, a, a smartwatch. Mm -hmm. This instrument is able to send through the phone, through an iPad, through a computer data uh, to a platform uh, the, where the therapist can see range of movement, speed, and first in the world, force applied to the arm, to the knee, to the feet, whatever it is, um, during an exercise. On the platform, the therapist is able to prepare a program uh, with some exercise. It can show the exercise and the use of the sensor to the patient in his office doing this exactly the exercise. I want that you do this exercise in this way, with this range of movement, this speed, this force. Not another thing, just this. Because the, your pathology, your solution, your strategy, whatever it is. The patient can go back home, open his phone, connect it to the platform, very, very easy. Easy and fast, not, not a complicated things. Uh, I will explain to you that it's tested also in very old people. And he, he must just follow himself doing the exercise. He will see the video of himself done with the therapist in the office, doing exactly the exercise required with the range of motion, with the speed and the force of prescribed. And the sensor can measure that on real time. The therapist uh, from his office, during the time the patient do is, is performing the exercises, or later on during the evenings, can check all the patients, say, okay, this is doing very well, because the, the, the software gives you all the alerts to say, okay, red, uh, green flag doing perfectly the exercise, yellow flag is doing something wrong, you can check what is something wrong. Could be less exercise, less repetition, too slow, uh, too much speed, too much force, whatever. Or red flag is doing nothing or is doing very badly. And now you, therapist Frank, can keep your phone and say, hey, Marco, what are you doing with, with your sensor? What, my, you are not following my program. <laughs> Why? Come back in my office. <laughs> and... Uh, we, we, when we started, we were worried about several points. The first was that uh, uh, the therapist can uh, uh, feel uh, that he lose the patients, uh, uh, he lose the contact with the patient. Is exactly the contrary. We have today uh, a lot of um, therapists using the system all over Europe, and they are really, really happy because they do in the office. Uh, the work that only their hands can do on the patients. This is not missed. The touch, the feeling, uh, the mobilization, the instruction of the patient in doing exercise is done in one by one in the office. But doing that, you can give a lot of work at home to the patient and you can follow him very precisely and you know exactly what he's doing. As a doctor, if the therapist and the patient allow, allows that, I can be connected to the platform. I can see my patient rehabilitated by Frank that is doing the exercise at home and what he's doing. 
And when the patient came back for the control in my office of a surgeon, he can see, oh, doctor, I did a very a lot of exercise, but it's still painful. I open my, my platform and say, you didn't do anything or you, do, you did your exercise wrongly. And I know why. Uh, or my, my shoulder is going very well, but I would like to perform a little bit more. I can check the problem. I can say, hey, Frank, you can push this patient a little bit more because he's doing very well. The repair was good. Push him. We can do that. And you can correct online the program or in your office again. It's a very powerful instrument. Uh, this uh, was used, for example, in research area during last month uh, for old people uh, that uh, underwent to knee uh, prosthesis and hip prosthesis. They were uh, aged more than 70, and uh, they did an incredible job at home, very happy. At the end of the project, they wouldn't uh, stop the exercise with the platform mm -hmm. because they're happy to do exercise. Mm -hmm. And uh, now it's also used by physio to, to give the opportunity to old people to do exercise at home, not only for a, a, a rehabilitation, strict rehabilitation, but only to keep them uh, fit. I think this sounds very good. Uh, it's incredible. It's really incredible. And I hope that... Um, uh, the physio, uh, most skilled in using a little bit of uh, technology, it's because it's very, very easy mm -hmm. uh, to be used, uh, could be interested in that. There is also an economic point, very, very powerful. Um, clearly, it depends from the economic way where the rehabilitation is paid from who. But uh, clearly, in this way, each therapy, each therapist can be paid for the rehabilitation in office and out of office, but in the same time, it can allow more people in his office because it can uh, reduce the number of the in-office therapy in advantage of the uh, home-based, uh, home-monitored rehabilitation. I'm, I'm sure and we all, all agree the technology is going to help us treat the patient better. And as you mentioned, the fact that people or the patient have to train at home, train hard, uh, is, a case, is a key thing. Uh, I don't think any, any um, pills will, will definitely change uh, the condition of the patient and using technology to improve the training and, and also monitoring is very promising. Sure. Uh, I think that uh, um, there are several good points. The first is that uh, you can see and can, you can measure in an objective way the progress of the patients. You can show to the patient his process and also the problem of the rehabilitation that could be done by wrong exercise, wrong, wrong execution, too low, uh, re, uh, reduced uh, execution. But uh, you can empower your patient in doing the things in the right way. And this is very important. And for example, in the last project uh, that we have done uh, in Barcelona, in Torino, in Milano, we have seen that the adherence of patients using, uh, I just received some data this morning, using the platform is between 75, 85%. And without platform, platform is 35 to 40%. 
That means we are doubling the adherence of patients to our project. And it's the same project that we have done, Raphael, mm -hmm. for the, your patient, mm -hmm. Marco, you mm -hmm. know? But in this way, you are doubling the, the quality and the quantity of the exercise I done. Uh, now we will see if these uh, will reduce the time of the rehabilitation. We don't, still don't know. Mm -hmm. But for sure, we can reach uh, uh, more fastly the final result of a better performing uh, arm uh, in my great. case. Well, and as I said, uh, this could, be, could have also a very economical positive impact uh, for the patient, first of all, because uh, the patient uh, can reduce his movement in town to reach the, the, uh, the, the therapist, can do the rehabilitation when and where he wants, but he know that at each time his therapist, Rafael, know what he's doing. Yeah, he can chat with you, he can chat with you, and if needed, you can open a video, a video like this in the platform to see exactly what he's doing. It's exactly. a, a revolution. Hope and in this tries. COVID period, in this COVID period, in this mm -hmm. COVID period, mm -hmm. there is a great appreciation for this. There are hospitals sure. asking for that because we need to follow our patient also if there is a social distancing. For sure, social distancing is quite a problem in the physiotherapy. <laughs> for sure, uh, we will uh, we will prepare some uh, webinar on that. Mm -hmm. uh, keep in touch with mm -hmm. us for that. For sure, uh, your I'll, therapist I'll can be interested. Can you give me the link? Can... I'll put a link on, on my yes, website. Yes, of course, of that, course, that of course. We will arrange this Maybe. to share this experience, and Absolutely. probably Absolutely. more more and more physio will use that. Absolutely. Um, one last question. You were talking about uh, science. What is, for instance, the, the last publication you have read um, about the shoulder that, that was interesting to you? It was a, a nice uh, paper about the stiffness, the capsulitis mm. in the shoulder. Great. That are always a very uh, intriguing uh, problem. Issue. It's a problem. It's a problem for the patients. It's a problem for the therapists. It's a problem for the surgeon. Sure. We. Uh, uh, it's a very. Uh, it's a long time, 15, like fifteen years, that we are not treating uh, capsulitis by surgery, unless uh, all other systems didn't work. That means that we treat by surgery only. Uh, two or three percent of the old capsulitis. Mm -hmm. And uh, this paper uh, summarizes is a review uh, all the, the type of, uh, of treatment. And uh, uh, it's clear that uh, the hands of the therapist are uh, the main instrument to treat the, the, the capsulitis. But uh, uh, we have some data to be published uh, in, in the near future yeah. that shows that uh, if we split the treatment done by the therapist in two short sessions, at least two short sessions a day, uh, 50 meter, me, minutes, no more, this reduces very much the symptoms and this reduces very much the time to recovery. This is much better than doing just two therapy a week, very strong and very painful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, just this morning, I received the first data on uh, treatment, uh, mixed treatment between exercise done at home mm -hmm. plus 
mobilization in office with the therapist, mm -hmm. uh, and the exercise was monitored by the rehab system. And uh, the results are very intriguing, very, very intriguing. Great, great. Keep yeah, in touch with that. Yeah, I, I will. And uh, if you have a link to this publication one day, um, I'd love to, I will send to you. read about this. Cool. Uh, Marco, okay. it was a pleasure. I, I think we, we have covered a few topics that may interest physiotherapists. And Thank you very much. Always available if needed, if appreciated. Keep in touch uh, on the new technologies.